Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, NBA Finals are here. We've got game one tonight, so let's just get right down to it. We have the Denver Nuggets hosting the Miami Heat, and I'll be perfectly honest, I've been very blunt with my assessment of this series. This is a horrific matchup for the Heat. No matter how well the Heat have played, and no matter how you want to slice the coaching matchup with Eric Spolstra, uh, Getting to the finals again, it is still a horrific matchup for the Miami Heat. The Heat are undersized. They don't have that many uh, options for bodies that they can throw at Nikola Jokic outside of Bam Adebayo. They got Cody Zeller, and the idea that you're going to throw Kevin Love at Jokic makes me laugh because Kevin Love already tweaked his back try to run up and down the court against the Celtics, you actually think you're going to use Kevin Love to bang bodies with Nikola Jokic? Come on. It's like, I, I know Spo has to give the coach speak of, uh, you know, they're going to use multiple bodies on Jokic, but one of those bodies is not Kevin Love. I'm sorry. Like, this is a recipe for disaster if they actually try to use uh, Kevin Love on Jokic. doesn't make any sense. To me, it's a case of, you ride out Bam, and once Bam racks up foul trouble, which he most likely will, it's it's going to be Zeller and Yurt Seven. That that that, that, that that's it. It it, it 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 really comes down to that. Uh, and even then, we still may not get Yurt Seven on the court. But I honestly think that you know the Kevin Love idea of him guarding Jokic is one of the more implausible things I've heard. Leading up to this series, I'm sorry. Even in Game One, like this sounds like it's too bad of an idea to be throwing out there. I'll leave it at that. It just is. I think it's a horrific idea. If if anyone thinks that Kevin Love can guard Nikola Jokic, it's a terrible idea. So, right off the bat, I'm gonna tell you guys now, Kevin Love is pretty much out of my player pool on DraftKings. Even though he's 2,600, I don't see the role for Kevin Love again in this series because he's going to need to be able to move, which he can't. He can't guard anyone on the Nuggets outside of maybe you just throw him out there for spacing with Aaron Gordon, because Aaron Gordon doesn't necessarily like to take outside shots. But that's about it. I mean, there just aren't the bodies on Miami's side to be thrown out there. So, I mean, okay, let's look at it this way. You could either throw outside of Bam, you could throw Cody Zeller, Highsmith, and again, Yurt 7 and your 15th man off the bench. Your seven probably doesn't see the court tonight unless it's a complete and utter blowout, which this very well could be a shellacking up in Denver tonight. So what do the Heat do? 
I honestly think this comes down to the Heat probably, you know, would it shock me if Spo announced Kevin Love as the starter? No. Mainly because they'll probably try to throw out a Love for the first four to five minutes, see if he can hit a couple of shots, uh, get him going, at least to keep Denver honest on the defensive end. Because to me, if Bam Adebayo is not attacking the paint and he's not shooting outside shots, you, you're you're getting into a situation where you've got Draymond out there, and someone's got to be able to take shots because if you're gonna, if you're playing the Nuggets, you got to be able to attack Jokic and Bam dribbling uh, to the hoop. It's been a it's been an adventure, folks. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, like Bam Adebayo has not been good driving to the hoop for pretty much the entirety of the playoffs. I mean, he had maybe two good games against Milwaukee. The Knicks series was, you know, he had some rebounding games, but he he wasn't tearing it up offensively in the half court game. I'll tell you that much. And in the Boston series, he was their worst starter by far. It's just a just a reality situation, and I and I don't think this is a good matchup for Bam. Even though everyone keeps saying they got to use Bam, yeah, they're going to use Bam, but it doesn't mean that Bam's actually going to be effective. You know, it it, it is uh, it it is a very challenging dynamic that's going on for the Heat tonight. So again, the way I look at this is. We can look at it from the standpoint of Denver's favored by eight and a half. I think from a betting standpoint, if you actually think Miami can win, you can bet the spread. The outright, yeah, you can bet Miami outright, but I'll be perfectly honest with you folks. The uh, the, the idea that the Heat at plus 295 makes sense, I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see the Heat. Uh, even remotely close to winning this game. I think the way to play this is you do the alternative spread bets because I think the Nuggets more than likely blow out this Heat team by double digits tonight. There's no sense in Miami going hard trying to take this first game, coming off a seven-game series where Jimmy Butler has a bad ankle, Gabe Vincent has a bad ankle, Kevin Love has a bad back, Bam Adebayo is... Whatever's got going on with Bam, like uh, maybe there's an injury, but man, he, it, as I said, the offensive game has been woefully inept, and you've got the healthiest body in Caleb Martin in terms of rotational pieces and slash starters. Stress is struggling to uh, to find a stroke. Maybe he catches on fire, but it, it's it's not looking very promising for the Heat in terms of options that they can go to. So, to me, this game one is more along the lines of Heat throw out some weird stuff, hope it works defensively, and see if they can gather intel against Denver. So, to that end, I'm thinking this is a Nikola Jokic throws up a triple-double with that that much uh, difficulty because the Heat are going to give them multiple zone looks and hope that the role players for Denver can't shoot the lights out. I think it's a terrible approach, but 
if you're trying to conserve energy, which I believe is the best way for Miami to win this series, is to conserve energy, hope that Tyler Hero is healthy enough to play in the subsequent games once, uh, once this gets back to Miami, and not rush anything in these first two games in Denver. Because you got high altitude, you're going to get dehydrated, you already got a banged up squad, there's no need to try to rush to win the series early because I think this is going to be a tactical series for the Heat. If they're going to have any shot at it, they're going to have to find ways of sneaking in a win here and there against the Nuggets. And the best way they can do it is just keep throwing random stuff at the Nuggets and hope for the best and hope for a bad shooting night. Because, yes, we could argue that the Nuggets might be rusty, but you'd rather be rusty than hurt. And that's where the Heat are right now. They they are hurting with injury, so uh, this is not. Uh, I don't think this is the game where the Heat are best served trying to uh, go for a W here, just because of the fact that uh, you're amped up for Game One. I think if the moment presents itself and uh, Denver's looking sloppy and it's getting late into the third and it's still a tight game, absolutely. But if this is a 10 to 12 point lead heading into the fourth, could you try to rally in the first four minutes? Yeah, but why try to burn the gas tank game one when you can just gather the detail and uh, with uh, what the Nuggets are running and be better prepared for game two? That's where I'm kind of looking at this for the Heat. Now, again, spreads eight and a half. If you bet the alternative spreads for Ted, you're at plus 105. And if you bet the spread for uh, uh, plus uh, 15 or more for uh, the Nuggets, you're at plus 200. To me, that's where this is leading towards from a betting perspective with Nuggets win. Bet the alternate spreads and kind of go from there. Now, from a lineup construction standpoint, you know, you can go a couple of different ways, but... I would lead more towards Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray captain spot and fade Jimmy. And I know some of you are going to be saying, why on earth would you fade Jimmy Butler? The reason is Jimmy Butler's price tag is 13400 on DraftKings. You cannot fit Butler from a salary perspective the way he's currently uh, rated. Because you got Jokic at 14000 Jamal Murray at 10 8 uh, and Bam is even worse priced at 9200 Nothing in Bam's game justifies his price tag being over mid-8K. Like, maybe 8400 uh, Even at 8500 I think Bam's still bad play. Just because of the fact that I think this is a foul trouble situation spot for Bam. And offensively, where is he getting the points to justify a 9200 price tag I, i'm not seeing it i i i hate eric gordon <laughs> like in terms of his offensive game but if we're being honest with ourselves here he's 6600 can still shoot threes and he's going to get put back uh rebounds and whatnot because of how undersized miami is far better play than bam Adebayo, uh would be eric gordon and again i am not an eric gordon <laughs> supporter but between him and Michael Porter Jr., they're going to have ample opportunities to use their size advantage against the Heat uh, being undersized. 
that that's just the simple fact of the matter. So when you look at the lateral construction, whether you go Jokic or Murray and a captain, I still think you got to do one, uh, at least one of uh, between MPJ and Aaron Gordon. And then from the Miami side, I, I think you, you treat this as uh, uh, a potential blowout spot. So you look at uh, Duncan Robinson, you look at Cody Zeller, you look at Highsmith, because Duncan Robinson's at 4,200. You got Highsmith at 1,400, and Cody Zeller at 1,200. All those are very viable options. I wouldn't necessarily play all three of them together because you don't need to save that much salary. But I do feel as though you have to kind of put yourself in a spot where the blowout is is catered towards who's still going to uh, keep playing. And yeah, in a complete blowout, are we seeing uh, Yurt 7 come in? Probably. But... Uh, but Cody Zeller should still be getting a decent amount of playtime if it is a blowout, because that usually means that uh, someone's in foul trouble on the front court for Miami, so Zeller's got to be in the game anyway. I mean, that's that's really where the nuts and bolts are, folks. Uh, you know, we can we can dance around it and try to come up with all these cool scenarios of oh, if this game stays close. Could it be possible that a game stays close? Yeah, it's anything's possible. But the likelihood of this happening is so further down the uh, pike, I, I I don't I don't see the value in, in trying to chase a, a close grip because Butler's price tag is so mispriced versus the others. You need Butler to go off for 50. Why would the Miami risk Butler uh, injuring himself further trying to get game one? It doesn't make sense. You'd rather have him manage, be consistent. If the opportunity presents itself, great, but not go try to go ham game one. I, I think there's a better case to be made for game two if you want to take that approach. But game one, there's more feeling out. I could see Butler coming in closer to 22 points. You know, nothing nothing crazy. You know, not not complete uh, disappearing act, but... I, I don't see the logic of Jimmy Butler uh, taking a ton of shots tonight for Miami uh, and going all out to try to win game one. That That's just the simple fact of the matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's where I got uh, the initial build. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I figure I'd at least uh, reach out to you guys to give my quick thoughts on the game tonight. Uh, from a showdown perspective, we got... Uh, $25 Millie Baker up top for DraftKings. Probably going to get chopped a million ways just because of folks' build structure. Uh, but uh, again, if you want to get creative, you could probably play Jimmy Butler captain. And if somehow Jimmy Butler pulls a rabbit out of his derriere, you could be unique enough if you go a 5-1 Miami build. I just think that it's so unlikely for the Heat to have that massive a performance given the price tags of the Heat players. Bam's price tag makes no sense to me. Uh, and you can make a case that both Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. are horrifically mispriced too cheap that 
it's almost impossible for the Heat to get there from a salary standpoint. Take a quick break and move on to FanDuel with uh, my quick thoughts there. Uh, So more to come. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, so let's talk through FanDuel quickly. So in terms of FanDuel, I kind of look at this as, again, pretty straightforward. We're going to fade Jimmy Butler. Like the, the pricing on the players screams fade Jimmy Butler. If you look at Jokic's price tag, it's 7500 I mean 17500 Murray at 15500 The reason why, again, Jimmy Butler doesn't work from a pricing standpoint is that Jimmy Butler is more expensive than Jamal Murray. Bam is 13000 I'd still rather play Michael Porter Jr. at twelve five. And Caleb Martin got priced all the way up to 12K on FanDuel. I believe me. I've been uh, talking about uh, Caleb Martin for the better part of two weeks, with folks ignoring <laughs> Caleb Martin. Uh, you know, from a matchup standpoint, this is the matchup where it's going to be real hard for Caleb Martin to have a tremendous impact just because of you know it's going to be t- uh, it's going to be tough because i i just think with K- uh Katavis Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown it's going to be tough for Caleb Martin to get off his shot clean and being able to drive to the hoop it's going to be it's going to be kind of tougher cuz th- those guys are and again, I don't know what the hell happened to Boston's on the ball defending. Like Boston was a way better defender on off uh, on the ball, and whatever team showed up this year, and even worse in the playoffs, I, I don't recognize that Celtics team. But I do think that at the wing position, Denver's loaded enough. It's going to be tough. Uh, the guy you want to target on the Denver side is Jamal Murray. The thing of it is, is that. More after that, the Heat will try to get Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray. I just don't know if Jimmy has the lift to do damage on Jamal Murray the way LeBron did. You know, again, LeBron was playing, you know, until he ran out of gas, was playing at an incredibly elite level. But the pricing on the Heat players on FanDuel makes no sense. The only guy, realistically, I would consider on the Heat, as ridiculous as it sounds, it's probably Max Struss at 7K or Duncan Robinson, also at 7K. They're both 7K. The only guys I would consider on the Heat. I would probably play Jokic, Jamal Murray, uh, take your choice between Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., and... Again, take a choice between Contavious Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's the 9,500, so 
more more likely than not, you're you're just gonna settle for KCP at seventy five hundred. But again, nothing to sniff at. But yeah, that's it. Uh, it, it it's pretty straightforward on FanDuel. Uh, I think it's a complete fade of the Heat players. Uh, I, I don't think it makes any sense trying to string some of those guys in there. So that's all I got, folks. Best of luck tonight. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.